0: Welcome to the Ordinary Extraordinary Cemetery, where every death had a life and every life had a story. My name is Jenny Johnson. Hello, and I'm Diane Hartshorn. And today, we just finished celebrating my middle child's birthday, sort of. We are calling it, as Diane just dubbed it, the 12 Days of Dot, which is exciting. Um, We're spreading out her celebration only because this week is finals right before school gets out for the holidays, and so, and then she's waiting for friends that will be coming into town from college next week. That's what like so what happens when you're the fun. senior, but all your friends were seniors the year before. Mm-hmm. So it'll be fun. So we're looking forward to all the celebrations.
1: I think that's fun. That way you're not squeezing it all into one time and she gets to celebrate with different groups like family. And then her friend, I think it's neat. I think it's a wonderful idea.
0: I love it. And we're just having a lot of fun with it. So, Yep. And there she is tiptoeing away from us. (laughs) She goes back up to study for more finals because the joys of being a high school student right before the holidays. But at least they'll be done with their finals. They'll have them out of the way and then they can Mm -hmm. enjoy their two and a half fish weeks off. Right. yeah, before they have to go back to it and use their brains again. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I think they're both she and my son are both looking forward to a break. God, ready. I wish we could
1: get two weeks off every year.
0: That I actually have more vacation time than I realized. I just, I actually went to my HR today and I said something about it and he looked and he's like, um, you've got like 60 something hours that you haven't used this year. And I was like, oh, I might be taking a few extra days off over the next couple of weeks, just because apparently I did not take that much time off this year. So, so is it, where if you don't take them, you'll lose them. Or I can carry won- over a certain amount into Good. the new year, but not all of that. So I might be taking a few extra days off over the next couple of weeks just to so. use some of that. Up, Cause I didn't realize I hadn't Yeah, all of that. Nothing up, like but,
1: Wait until the last minute, right? <laughs> they, sh- they should have told you that.
0: That's okay. It's fine. I was like, well, I'll come up. I'm sure I can come up with things to do. And we, mm-hmm. it just, you know, at the beginning of the year, we were still on that whole COVID frenzy. And, st- and it was like, well, why take vacation mm-hmm. time? You can't go anywhere. You can't do anything. Right. So, and then when we did start doing things, most things were on the weekends. And so, yeah, but that's okay. We are looking forward to the next couple of weeks of family and yeah, visits exactly. and all Christmas the fun things. And- mm-hmm. I know. I'm ready for it. So today's episode will take place in New Mexico. But before we visit that cemetery, let's share some cemetery news. This week's news comes to us from Wreaths Across America. In Columbia Falls, Maine, and this article was written on November 16th of 2021, uh, the country's longest veterans parade, Wreaths Across America's annual escort to Arlington National Cemetery, kicks off on Saturday, December 11th, so this past Saturday, as we're recording, National President of American Gold Star Mothers Incorporated, Joanne Maitland, and President Emeritus of Gold Star Wives of America, Nancy Minga, will lead the caravan as this year's co grand marshals. The official escort will travel down the East Coast, stopping at schools, memorials, and other locations along the way to spread the mission to remember, honor, and teach. Stops with public events will be held in Maine, Vermont, New York. New Jersey, Delaware, Maryland, and Washington, DC, before arriving at Arlington National Cemetery on the morning of Saturday, December 18th. National Wreaths Across America Day. Can you? I, I can't even imagine.
1: I have chills just I know. thinking about it.
0: You can go on to their Facebook page, and every day they're showing snippets of the parade going. Oh. through different places so if you're if you have a Facebook page and you want to see more of what they're doing and they're showing some of the ceremonies and stuff you can go on to Facebook and see what they're doing it's pretty awesome
1: yes I know we're doing ours this Saturday so because yes cross- National yep Race- National. we are all yep here too for those who have had the opportunity to participate in the escort of reefs over the years it is truly an experience of a lifetime said Karen Worcester, executive director Director of Reese Across America. The way we and the mission are welcomed into communities with flags waving and streets lined with children and veterans is something we always wished every American could witness. This year, we're hoping that supporters will once again join us in lining the roadways safely and welcome the mission into their communities. For the seventh row in a year, Chevrolet, who has generously sponsored the escort vehicles transporting participating Gold Star families and veterans, will again provide wrapped vehicles in addition to sponsoring 4,000 wreaths for placement at Arlington National Cemetery. Pretty cool. Mm -hmm.
0: Chevrolet and its dealers are proud to support the work of wreaths across America and deliver the message of their mission to remember, honor, and teach. This annual tradition has become a cornerstone event for Chevrolet and its dealers here in the Northeast region, said Dan Adamchek, Regional Director, Sales, Service, and Marketing for Chevrolet. To be able to give back to our communities and the men and women who have given so much to our country is truly an honor for Chevrolet and its employees. Participants for this year's convoy include Gold Star families, Blue Star families, veterans, volunteers, and members of the Patriot Guard Riders and Patriot Riders. Law enforcement from departments across Maine and other states along the route will provide escort to ensure safe transport for all participants throughout the week. Twelve tractor trailers representing Walmart
1: Transportation, Schneider National, Gully Transportation, Witt Brothers Exchange Incorporated, Hart Transportation Systems, Del Hayes Transportation LLC, also doing business as Hannaford Supermarkets, American Trucking Associations, Share the Road Truck, Potties Transportation, Cargo Transporters Incorporated, Boyd Grain Incorporated, Hampton Road Moving and Storage, and Tyson Foods. We'll haul a portion of the sponsored veterans' wreaths heading to Arlington National Cemetery for placement on Saturday, December 18th. Additionally, load one carriers will once again serve as a ceremonial wreath transporter for the escort.
0: That is a lot of trucks.
1: That is a lot. A lot
0: of trucks. A lot of wreaths too. (laughs) All rolling in with all those wreaths Mm -hmm. for all those veterans graves. In total, nearly 257,000 sponsored wreaths are needed to reach the goal of placing a wreath on every eligible marker at Arlington National Cemetery. What began 30 years ago as a pilgrimage by Maine wreath maker Morrill Orchester in a single truck to deliver 5,000 wreaths to Arlington as a gesture of thanks has become a national mission to remember, honor, and teach. National wreaths across America Day ceremonies are happening at more than 2,900 participating locations across the country on Saturday, December 18th. These events are free and open to all people. To find a participating location near you and to support and or volunteer to place wreaths, please visit wreathsacrossamerica.org. It
1: is a really cool event because when I brought the event to Evergreen three, four, five years ago, you know, it started out small and it kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And um, it's pretty cool watching yeah. the families come out with their kids, especially with the kids.
0: Oh, yeah. it's a, And it's such an important thing. I know... Last year at Fort Logan, um, some families that have been doing it every year couldn't participate last year because they really limited the number of participants yeah. because of COVID. Mm-hmm. And so I know some families that didn't participate that were super, super disappointed that they get didn't get to do it. But I know they will be there in full this year, um, placing those wreaths and um, yeah, in Fort Moore. Uh, Fort Logan, sorry, here in Denver, as well as um, Fairmount, I know, has activities that day. And so many. So if you're in Colorado, I know a lot of our cemeteries are doing something, but definitely wherever you live in in the States, if you're interested in going and either viewing it or helping or whatever it is, check out the website. Most of the cemeteries, if you're interested in placing wreaths, you do have to sign up ahead of time to volunteer, um, especially if they are a national cemetery, because they are very strict about who can go where and how many people Mm -hmm. they're going to have in one location at one time. Um, So if it is something you're interested in doing, do make sure you check ahead of time, either with the cemetery itself um, or go to um, Reads Across America's website and they can help you figure that out as well. Um, Yeah, because each
1: each cemetery will have like a point of contact person who's organizing everything. So those would be the one to contact. And even if, you know, you get out there and, they have more than enough people. Take the time just to walk around because once the Reefs are placed, it's just, it's it's beautiful. It I really mean, is. And the weather beautiful. is gorgeous, so just perfect time to be out there.
0: Yeah, and if you're interested, folks, also, and I shared it today on our our Facebook page, um, but I'll throw it out there today, being Tuesday. Um, but I'll throw it out there. So I did a throwback to our episode last year, when we talked about wreaths across America. On that same episode, we also talked about some Arctic explorers going up north. Um, but we went through the history of wreaths across America. So if you are interested in knowing more about how that went from that 5000 originally to what it is today, definitely give that um, episode in our archives a listen. I believe it's episode number 11, I think. This is how far we've come. (laughs) That's like episode number 11 and we're on episode 63 today. So um, if you're interested in that folks, please check that episode out. Um, And again, it reads across America is such an important thing every year. And it's become such a huge part of so many Mm -hmm. um, families tradition um, that, you know, it's definitely something to consider adding to your own tradition if you don't already.
1: And it's it's just neat when we participated, it was just, it's just simple, but it's It has so much meaning, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's a neat event to attend and participate in.
0: It really is. So this week, we are continuing to celebrate the Christmas holidays with a visit to Mount Calvary Cemetery in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Each year on Christmas Eve, Mount Calvary becomes a literal beacon of light as thousands of luminarias are lit to decorate the graves of loved ones who have passed on. In just a moment, we'll talk more about what luminarias are, but first, let's cover a brief history of the cemetery of the Southwest.
1: According to their website, Mount Calvary Cemetery's grounds were blessed by Archbishop Edwin V. Byrne on April 30th, 1950. The addition of these grounds added 18 acres to the existing Santa Barbara Cemetery, whose first recorded burial was in August of 1870. Mount Calvary Cemetery has a rich history and continues to serve families in the heart of Albuquerque's historic Martinez Town neighborhood. On November 30th, 1992, Archbishop Robert F. Sanchez celebrated the first mass in the newly built indoor chapel mausoleum. It was a new concept at that time that provided the option for indoor burial. Regularly scheduled masses are still celebrated in the chapel every first Saturday of the month in remembrance of the dearly departed.
0: In 2005, Mount Calvary completed the construction of another indoor crypt building and on June 10th of that year, Archbishop Michael Sheehan blessed the Our Lady of Guadalupe Mausoleum dedicated to our beloved lady. A beautiful large stained glass window above the entryway welcomes everyone inside the mausoleum. The staff at Mount Calvary attempts to provide services that meet the unique needs of each family, while honoring the teachings of the Catholic Church and the historical aspects of the cemetery. For example, in two of Mount Calvary Cemetery's newest developments, San Ignacio and Santa Rosa de Lima, the return of upright headstones and monuments has brought back the historical richness to the cemetery. In
1: 1869, the Jesuit Fathers of Albuquerque announced they would be building a new chapel and a new cemetery. The old cemetery near the San Felipe de Neri Church would no longer hold burials. Father Donato Gaspari found a better site three miles from the old town site. The greater number of the bodies from the old grounds were carefully moved in 1869. Unfortunately, many of the written records for the earliest burials have been lost over time. And unless a headstone exists, it is impossible to know who is buried in the oldest sections of the cemetery. According to the book, Santa Barbara Cemetery, Albuquerque, New Mexico Burials from 1869 to 1924, transcriptions that they have in the book from the cover 1877 to 2013, written by Cheryl Robb, some histories about Santa Barbara say the first recorded interment was August 2nd, 1870. But going through the San Felipe burial records she found two earlier burials one on December 19, 1869 with Father Gaspari presiding and one on March 8, 1870 with Father Carlos Personi presiding in both records it states that the burial was on and we tried to do the Spanish pronunciation and we did not want to butcher it so we translated it as one burial was on what translated to be the new Holy field while others above and below were buried in the old Holy field. I don't know. I I just, if we were talking about, I really like the name. I do like the term Holy holy field. field. Yes. Mm
0: -hmm. It was a little confusing. And when we were trying to find out the sort of translated meaning from the Spanish to English, we were coming up a little short on the translation. So, and like Diane said, we didn't want to butcher the Spanish and get it completely wrong. So we're going to go with that. If somebody actually knows, especially if you're in Albuquerque and you know Mm -hmm. the actual translation and the the pronunciation, we would love to hear it because that's not our forte. In 1936, the Reverend R.M. Libertini of San Felipe de Neri Church attempted to renovate and beautify the cemetery. He had trees planted and a stone wall was built along Edith Boulevard. A Friends of Santa Barbara group was formed sometime in the 1980s, and in 1989, they were able to add new water pipes, curbs, and lighting. They also spent time and money to repair many of the old headstones. However, as is often the case in these old cemeteries, by 2015, due to drought, the water pipes installed in 1989 were no longer used. Some of the headstones that were repaired are again broken, including one of the oldest stones left in the cemetery dating back to 1878. The earlier existing monuments are those of Vincent Otero, 1877, Jesusita Baca de Romero, 1877, and Diego Armio 1878. A new chapel was built in 1992, as well as the mausoleum. The original business office is now a columbarium for cremated remains. Mount Calvary is a non-sectarian perpetual care cemetery. A monthly mass is celebrated on the first Saturday of each month by various priests within the city. The cemetery is dedicated to fostering a spirit of peace, joy, love, unity, communication, cooperation, and service, as well as being responsive to the ever-changing needs of the people.
1: We mentioned at the beginning of this segment that on Christmas Eve, Thousands of luminarias are lit to honor the loved ones buried in the cemetery. But what are luminarias? The glowing brown sacks that adorn Albuquerque walkways, churches, and homes each holiday season are called luminarias and date back more than 300 years. The New Mexican tradition began when the Spanish villages along the Rio Grande display the unique and easy-to-make Christmas lanterns called luminarias, to welcome the Christ child into the world. A traditional luminaria is a brown paper bag which has been folded at the top, filled with a couple cups of sand and a votive candle. And they are so beautiful.
0: They are gorgeous. That was one of the things when we very first moved to New Mexico. And I was young when we moved to there. I think I was, I don't think I had turned five yet, but we lived there for six years. But I can remember every Christmas seeing the luminarias mm-hmm. all it's over just... the place, everywhere we went. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Luminarias have not always been made out of paper bags. The early versions were actually small bonfires of crisscrossed pinion branches, which were built in three-foot-high squares. When colored paper was brought over from the Orient years later, luminarias became what they are today. Instead of making lanterns that would hang in a tree or from a roof, which would be damaged by the wind, small bags were made and placed on the ground, rooftops, and along pathways. And you have to keep in mind that the rooftops... In New Mexico, a lot of those buildings, especially the old ones, are the adobe buildings. Right. So they have a flat roof, so it's easy to line Put them all up the, along yeah, the roof. On the, fan,
1: yeah. on the stone walls around it, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Out
1: at Mount Calvary Cemetery, families gather a few hours before sunset to begin placing the luminarias. They place them on and around graves, and they use them to line the paths to the cemetery, It is a time for prayer and for sharing the stories of those who have died with those who are living, especially the younger generations. By nightfall, the lawn blooms with potted and plastic poinsettias and flickering luminarias coat much of the sprawling landscape on Edith and Indian school streets.
0: The tradition of the luminarias at the cemetery goes back many generations. It's a way to celebrate and remember siblings and parents to share stories and memories. Once the candles are lit and the final prayers are recited, many families go home to Christmas Eve dinners and then to church. It has also become traditional for many families to drive through the cemetery after dark, following the candlelit paths and enjoying the beautiful displays that light up the night.
1: That would be so... Yeah, that is one thing about... I bought some plastic ones from Home Depot (laughs) and um, they're cool. That looks really, really, really cool. They're
0: probably a little safer. I do remember when we did live in New Mexico, we did them a couple of times. Um, Not to the extent that some of the other families did them, but I do remember lining them down our sidewalk and it was the bags and we filled them with cat. I think we used cat litter instead of sand um, and put the candles in, but you do have to watch it that that you don't burn your bags up with the candles Mm -hmm. Um, but it is gorgeous. And if you go to old town, which is very close to where the cemetery is, um, they decorate that entire part of old town. Everything down there is decorated the plaza, the church, um, all those businesses that are right there. And it's just, it's gorgeous, but it is, it's very much that tradition of lighting the way for the Holy family is what that really goes back to it's to light the way for the Holy family to make it way. it's so ancient. Mm-hmm. I don't
1: think is the right word, but it's just—I
0: don't know—three hundred years or more is pretty ancient to me. So, okay. all
1: right, <laughs> it's we can just go with that. so sacred, and it's, it's just—it's just really neat, and it's a wonderful tradition. I'm so glad you know they still do it.
0: Yeah, well, and it's something. I mean, I, it is becoming something that you will see sometimes outside of the mm-hmm. Southwest now. I mean, more and more people are aware. That's the the beauty of travel and the internet and things like that. But It's a big part of what you see in the Southwest at Christmas. I know, in fact, when I was doing my research, um, there's some cemeteries in Texas that do this same thing. There were some other cemeteries mentioned in New Mexico that also do this. There was another one that's actually very close to this, like it's on this cemetery, Mount Calvary is on one side of the highway. And then there was another Mm. cemetery that was mentioned that had started doing it as well. So I guess when you're driving down the highway between the two cemeteries, you've got luminaria is going on both sides and yeah and just and and for the cemeteries now other parts of town will do that all december long but the cemeteries are really sticking to to just christmas eve cleaning it up but yeah. Cause then it's one day it doesn't, they don't get blown all over the place. So yeah. Right. And somebody has got to go back and clean them all up. And exactly. Obviously it is a fire hazard because in this case they are using most of the time they do re- use the real candles. So, mm-hmm. but it's just such a neat, yeah, it's a neat tradition. And I wanted to share that because it's different than anywhere else. I know for Christmas, we do a lot of things and even Hanukkah, that's a celebrate or a festival mm-hmm. of lights as well. And we have for um, traditional Christmases, we have lights and candles were used before right. lights, So I mean, it's the season of darkness and we're trying to brighten it up. It's just such a different way to do it. And it's beautiful. No,
1: it's just, yeah, it is just so, it is so beautiful. I mean, there's no really other way to describe it.
0: Yeah. So if you get a chance, we'll have some pictures posted on social media, but definitely take a look at some and some of the links and stuff, go find pictures, because if you've never seen mm-hmm. the luminarias all lit up everywhere, it, it is, it's just a whole different feeling, a whole different vibe. Yeah, exactly. So, that's
1: it. That's a good description of it. A yeah. whole different vibe. It's a you
0: different, you can't get definitely. anywhere
1: else. Yeah.
0: Nope. Yeah. You're not going to find it. You know, that's not something you're going to find on the East coast. It's something you're going to nope. find in the, the Southwest. Like I said, New Mexico, Arizona, um, probably parts of Utah, Texas. I'm sure there's a few places in Colorado that even do it. Oh, I'm sure. Especially down in the, I would be surprised down Southern in the Colorado. Valley if they didn't.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: So just something, something different that we thought we would share with everybody and, yeah. you know, still celebrate. We're all in the Christmas mood today. So we have been for the last couple of weeks, last week's episode was Christmas Eve this week's and we'll do something holiday-ish next week as well. But, and I know our listeners can't see us right now, but I'm dressed like an elf currently. As we're yeah, course. very
1: cute. Very cute.
0: <laughs> I did it for work today. I'm still in it, but you're even wearing a red sweater. So. Yeah, I'm wearing
1: a red sweater and actually I'm wearing earrings from Chamayo. I love it. Um, New Mexico and a bracelet from Taos. So I oh, have my yeah, and See? I didn't even
0: plan that. So already for I know, and we were all talking about New Well, and yeah. New Mexico has been on my mind more lately, just because I was just there in October, you were just there in October. Mm-hmm. So it brought back a lot of memories being there again and thinking about the yeah. stuff that we did well, as a kid.
1: They don't call it the land of enchantment for nothing.
0: True, very true.
1: Mm-hmm. We want to thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the Ordinary Extraordinary Cemetery podcast. To learn more about today's episode, please check out our show notes on our website, theordinaryextraordinarycemetery.com.
0: And of course, you can find us on social media. We are on Facebook and Instagram at Ordinary Extraordinary Cemetery and on Twitter at Ord Extra Sim. We are so pleased to continue bringing you cemetery stories each week. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a five-star review and a quick comment on Apple Podcasts. This helps us to be more visible to others who would enjoy it as well.
1: Until we meet again.